Hi, we're at the Intelligent Content Conference in San Jose. I'm talking with Val Swisher of Content Rules. And uh, Val, tell me, what are you presenting on here and what spurred your interest in the topic? So today I'm going to be presenting on something that is uh, my passion. And that is the work that I do with Translators Without Borders. So I'm a board member for this organization. We are the largest collection of people doing humanitarian translation in the world. And uh, I've been involved with a really super project called Wiki Project Medicine. And the project is essentially taking the 100 most frequently accessed medical articles from Wikipedia, making them more accurate, hmm. simplifying the English, translating them into 100 languages, and then providing accessibility to people in rural villages in third world countries. Wow, I totally didn't know that. <laughs> That's, I, I didn't know you were involved in I didn't even know there was an effort to do this. So can you give me an example, like uh, maybe an article on polio gets translated or what? So um, sure, there, there are a number of examples. Um, let me give you an example of, uh, that will show you why we're doing this. So okay. there's um, the most frequent killer of children under age five in developing countries is diarrhea. Okay. And people in developing countries who don't have access to medical to uh, any information actually believe you should withhold liquids mm. and we met a family that had lost their child from this and this is 100% preventable and they had a kit in their home with all of the the uh, materials that they needed I mean it's sugar salt water it, it's very simple mm. but they couldn't read the instructions mm. and because they couldn't read the instructions their child died Wow. And that's that's ha why I wake up in the morning. That is why I do what I do. And yes, we do this for customers and, you know, in my corporate life. Um, but to be able to extend that to save even one child from something that is completely preventable in, in terms of, you know, in terms of losing life, um, that's really what's important. So in the Wikipedia project, um, some of the articles that we worked on, they're pretty common articles, uh, also appropriate for third world, so things like um, dengue fever, gastroenteritis, common cold, gout, a bunch of them. Um, one of the fascinating developments that I'll also be talking about later is that in order to do a good job simplifying the English, which is really what I'm responsible for, the English simplification program, we've created the world's largest database of simplified English medical terminology. Because myocardial infarction is not translatable into Swahili. Heart attack is not translatable into anything. So, right? Heart attack Heart attack yeah. would mean nothing in Swahili. Attack of the heart. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. You know, and, and you think someone's attacking your heart. So um, we've developed this uh, terminology database that will be open sourced. And there are over 10,000 terms in it. 
and um, hmm. that's probably the biggest accomplishment we, you know, my team has had um, since starting. You know, how, how do you get translators to volunteer to translate these different articles? I mean, I imagine they're pretty technical, or at least, I mean, it's not something somebody does in five minutes of spare time. That's um, a good question. You know, what's amazing, whether it's the translators or my English editors, people really want to help. They really want to help. I have people who, I guarantee after today's talk, will come over to me and say, how can I help? How can, how can I put these skills that I've been honing in my professional life to work in a humanitarian way? And we have thousands of translators who do, I don't even know how many languages we do, quite frankly, I mean hundreds of languages. And um, we have a technology base so that uh, an article that needs to be translated into certain languages is sort of put out on the platform and then translators can come and grab it for their language and then put it back on the platform. So um, it's not as hard as you might think. Uh, we do have trouble getting some of the some of the lesser known languages. We had a lot of trouble getting Swahili, for example, and we ended up opening a center in Kenya and training translators to do this work because it's, it's a critical problem in Kenya. How, how do you manage all your volunteers? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it, technically, do you have a system? I assume they're using the media, media wiki platform to, to publish the translations, right? It's, if this is a Wikipedia effort. So, um, so Translators Without Borders, we work on hundreds of projects, and this oh. Wikipedia project happens to be a big one, but okay. it's just one of many. So in the Wikipedia project, um, the articles themselves are posted by volunteer Wikipedians. Mm. So we have people from the Wikipedia community who will take our translated articles and post them to the various Wikipedia sites that are multilingual. Um, the, the general flow in terms of managing all of this work is done by an amazing core team that's all volunteer. Uh, there are people who spend all day just volunteering and working on this. There is one company in particular, ProZ, that has donated our um, workspace platform. It's it's a tech it's a technology tool for translation, very popular in the translation field. Uh, and actually, there are two Prozi employees who work on uh, Translators Without Borders stuff. Um, I think full time, hmm. and, and Prozi donates them as well. So uh, a lot of forms for sign up, things like that, and then this big system for managing the actual translation and then depending upon where it goes after, maybe we post it to Wikipedia, maybe we send it to whatever humanitarian organization asked us to do the translation to start with. Mm. How do you know if you're making an impact? How do you know if all of these translated articles are affecting the health and yeah, the people? That, that's a good question. We actually recently heard that of two people who um, were saved, who, whose lives were, who were still alive yeah. because they were able to find the information in their language. We just heard this, and this was from Kenya. Um, we 
sometimes we're in touch with the humanitarian organizations that we're working with and they can tell us and they can have statistics um, and frankly that's usually what happens is we're translating something for some other NGO and they will report back to us the effect that our translations had in the Wikipedia uh, project it's going to be harder to to measure because there's no intermediate NGO so it's really Wikipedia um, I think we'll measure a certain amount of success by how much community we can drive around the articles mm. so can we actually create a community in Kenya to manage the Swahili content and keep that content up to date okay so not a, not a one-to-one, but that's, that's I think, how we'll do it with Wikipedia. If uh, somebody wanted to get involved or just find out more information, do they just search for Translation Without Borders, or what, what, what resources do you point them to? So um, our website is translatorswithoutborders.org, and on our website there's a donate page, donate button, so you can always use funding, always. Um, and some people have corporate matching, and we really appreciate those donations because they're, they're doubled. Uh, there's sign-ups for different types of volunteering. If you're a translator, there's a sign-up for that. If you want to volunteer in some other capacity, there's a sign-up for that. So, um, you know, uh, others, we have a Twitter account, we have Facebook, but most of our interaction happens on our website. And we definitely need help. We definitely need money. And everybody's welcome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Val. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Tom. Thanks.